You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Fritz, Mike, and Tina, bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. Listen live on the Mixler app and follow us on your favorite platform, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Radio.com. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Twitter at God Stories Radio. Welcome to this edition of God Stories Radio. This is session 241. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. Here we are. It is Thursday night. Woohoo! Yes. And I'm connected. Yay! We're so glad you're connected remotely. Uh-huh. So yep. I know it's it's been a challenge, but uh, tell us about your listening situation there, Mike. Well, I guess the uh, first couple times Fritz tried to call. Uh, I guess my room, after I was all set up and ready to go, um, the phone calls never went through. And uh, I think last week I finally realized it and walked outside and it worked. Wonderful. So right now I'm sitting in the cab of my truck out by the uh, pond in the backyard. What a view. Wow. Not such a bad place to be doing God Stories Radio. I think, too, when he walked out in his front yard, there was like a flock of geese or something out there. That was last week. They have since migrated to wherever they go. Well, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. How was your week last week, Mike? Uh, interesting. Very interesting. You know, being essential and all, it's uh, uh, it's one day at a time. Yeah, I, I bet that must be difficult because, you know, just from a health standpoint and just from a physicality standpoint, because you guys are busier than ever now. Yes. How's it feel to be and, essential, Mikey? Well, it's, it's good because the paycheck keeps coming, but uh, you know, I get people that I get hundreds of people that walk by me every day and who knows where they've been. And I pray before I go in. I always pray before I went into work, but now I add that little extra protection from the corona. Right. And Amen. hopefully it works. Uh, you know it. You know it is. We're about the Father's business. I think we get the extra layer of protection. I hope so. <laughs> well, I'm glad you what had about- a good week, Mike, even though it was a little exhausting. What was, how was yours? Um, My week's been really interesting because obviously I'm having to adapt uh, to not working. So that's been interesting. Um, A lot of emotional challenges up and down with that. But Uh 
Um, but I'm doing okay. And God's given me uh, a task. So that has definitely kept me busy. As a matter of fact, that specific task has kept me busy all day today. Uh, part, yeah, part of the weekend and uh, a prior day as well. So. Are you going to reveal to him what that is? I'm or is thinking it's, it's Matthew. <laughs> no, it's it's not Matthew. No, uh, it's it's Old Testament. No, it's New Testament. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. It's not Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Yeah. Ben. So, yeah, he's just kind of put it on my heart to go through the book of Hebrews right now. So, okay. And to possibly share that with others. So, uh, we are looking at possibly posting that uh, maybe sometime this evening. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Mikey, have you done any kind of uh, stats? Uh, got any kind of stats for us? I do. Well, look at Mikey in the truck on the lake. Got the stats. That's right. Drum we, roll. Have, uh, we have Facebook likes. All right. And the first one is David Dostel. David, thank you. Welcome to the GSR family. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. Next one is was a guest, Mary Carto. Mary. Hey, Mary. Oh, thank I love you. Mary. Thank you, Mary. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mary. And then uh, uh, the last one, basically, she was a guest a long time ago. Jacqueline Zumba Macalonis. Macalonis. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. We love you. Good to see you back with us. And uh, welcome back to the GSR family. Well, thank you all for listening and liking us on Facebook. We love it. We most certainly do. Any countries, Mikey? No. Still That's all right. Nine. That's all right. Wonderful. Uh-huh. Fantastic. I was, thinking, I was thinking today that, the, you know, the time that we were down there for a few months that uh, we grew in countries and such. So just waiting for that to pop. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So you got anything, babe? Um, before we get, uh, I'm going to let you introduce the guest. And uh, I'm so excited about having this guest right now. I am too, babe, because um, she's been in touch with us for a little while, and uh, we've had the honor of being able to pray for her, and she's prayed for us, and um, I know that she has gone through a lot recently in her life, and I'm just so honored that she uh, agreed and said yes to giving her testimony but she is actually calling in all the way near Amarillo, Texas, um, in an area called Fritch. Not to be confused with Fritz, producer. <laughs> and she is a wife and mother and a faithful listener and works in the arena of law enforcement. As a matter of fact, she has been such a faithful listener. She has listened to every single episode of GSR. Oh, that's it. I got to get the T-shirts <laughs> made now. We've got about right. a, a half a dozen <laughs> now people that are serial listeners. That's right. Yeah, really did. Did Robert Herman hear that? Robert is on Mixler right now. So, uh, Robert, Thanks for tuning sure in, Robert. It. Yeah, so he heard it. So, without any further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest today, Miss Lee Phillips. Hey, Lee, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lee. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm honored. We're so <laughs> grateful you said yes. Thank you. Yes, and I knew that if I didn't write then, that I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't do it. So, 
Well, we're just, again, we're so grateful because not everybody does say yes. And I know that you've been through a lot recently. So I'm so grateful that you are blessing us and you're blessing everybody listening in by giving your testimony. So maybe you can um, kind of let us know a little bit about your background, maybe where you come from originally, where your folks come from, et cetera. Okay. Um, I was born in Kansas. Um, we moved to uh, Texas when I, I was six years old. Um, my dad was a Baptist preacher, <laughs> um, fire and brimstone. She's a PK. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> I listened to some of his, uh, well, we have them on cassettes. You know, some people know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, but, uh, this room knows what that is. Right. Yeah. So, and I listened to him and I was like, wow, that was harsh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, very harsh. But, um, I had a, I was very fortunate with my parents. You know, we didn't have much. Um, they, they struggled. My dad always worked and did church at the same time. You know, it was, it was a full-time job, both places. Um, he, uh, was only a, a pastor for a little while, but he always filled in and we were there every time the doors were open. So I always knew God. I mean, I always, always knew God. I mean, even when I was, we were in Kansas, they had the old uh, baptism at the lake where, you know, everybody would go to the lake and they would baptize. Well, I begged and begged and they baptized me in the lake. Of course, I didn't know what it was about, you know, at that time. But, uh, so that was, that was a fond memory. How Um, old were you during that time? I would have had to have been probably four or five. Yep. I was about the same age. I was baptized in the ocean. Oh, wow. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. I've never seen the ocean yet. So <laughs> put it on the bucket but, list, right? Uh, yes, it is on the bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always known, I've always known God, but I know I didn't always follow him. Um, I was, up, you know the preacher's kid you know and, and <laughs> i was i've rebelled you know um situations in my life i didn't know how to handle didn't know how to deal with them and didn't always deal with them the right way um well you're in good company uh, lee <laughs> well that's right. good you know it's a good thing to know that as people we're not perfect that's right. You know, I Ooh. mean, even, you know, that that's something that it's hard to confess sometimes, you know, being in a the background, uh, you know, you, you're supposed to look perfect, act perfect and, you know, but that's not, thank God that he likes for us to be real. Yes. Amen. You know, and it helps other people too, because they know that hey, somebody else has went through this. You bet. So um, I want to kind of come to what, you know, is going on right now. And well, let me go back a little bit. Um, My first husband, um, it was not a good situation on both sides. 
Um, it was lust at first sight, you know, it was, <laughs> and it grew to love. And I would have jumped off the Empire State Building for him. Um, he gave me, God blessed me with three beautiful children whom we all live close to each other now. Thank God. Um, and for them and thank, thank God that he gave me the strength to walk away from that marriage and raise my kids and protect, protect them. Um, and that sent me to go to college. Um, I got my associate's degree in criminal justice. I started looking for a job because it was getting harder and harder with three kids, you know, going to college and everything, you know, and, uh, I wound up, uh, going to try to apply for a jailer's position. Well, they don't just take applications unless they need somebody. So I learned a little bit more about it. So while I'm still in school, in college, I go to jail school also. So I'm going to college during the day, jail school at night with three kids. Wow. <laughs> wow. And Talk about God a full for plate. My parents. Yeah. yeah. Wonder Thank Woman. For my parents. <laughs> no, I don't know. It was a God thing. That's just, that's all it was. You know, um, he carried me through all that. And with the help of my parents, they were my babysitters, you know. So I, I got the jail school done. And at the end, you know, I was like, oh, no, you know, what am I going to do? I had went and got a car thinking that I would have a job <laughs> and my car payment was coming due. And the sergeant at the jail that was doing the school, when I came in for class, he goes, uh, I was going to ask you, are you going to apply? And I said, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even, <laughs> I knew they had talked to some of them, but they'd never talked to me about it. And uh, so I said, yes, I am. So I did, I did apply and I, I got on at that time in Randall County in Amarillo and uh, as a jailer and I worked there three months and the position came for Hutchinson County which where I lived I lived in Fritch and that's the county I live in and uh, I was like well I don't know you know when you get in somewhere and you're learning all this new stuff and you know it, I was kind of like wandering so I went and uh, went and toured the jail which scared me because it was so little <laughs> but uh, I, I knew that I wanted to be closer to home and I wanted more of a family life about how old were you at this time Lee at that time that's that's been about 17 years ago I'm 50 years old so um I've been there a little over 17 years mm -hmm. at the at the jail now. So it's been a long career. It is my career. Um, uh, raised my my kids, you know, and everything with that. And so then, um, now I've had I've I had a marriage in between, and. I'm not bragging or nothing because, you know, that's just how life goes sometimes. 
it wasn't the one for me. And I, I know that now. Um, my last husband is um, the love of my life. He showed he showed me more love than I can ever imagine. Um, my husband Billy Phillips, um, he passed away April seventh of this month. Um, we fought cancer. Um, before that, he I mean he always had a bad heart, but he had more energy than I ever thought about having. Mm. <laughs> you know, and this man. <laughs> he he would get up when I had to work he would get up and he would fix my breakfast in bed he would get my uniforms ready let me go back to sleep and beat my snooze button um just he definitely was a godly husband towards me um he treated me like a queen um you know, when we first got together, it wasn't under the right condi- right circumstances. It wasn't. It was, I had, I was going through some depression and I had, I had started drinking and I, that's just something I can't do, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't go right with me. <laughs> and we got together and I knew that it, that it, this wasn't, you know, it wasn't the good circumstances. And I knew I had to quit. I knew I had to stop. Because what we do affects everyone around us. And I knew that I was leading other people to drinking too. And that that's not what I wanted in my life. Um, I God was calling me. I mean, we had been going to church. Thank, thank God my daughter had invited us. It was 2014 when we all, we got together, and that Easter, she invited us to uh, First Assembly of God here in Fritch, and uh, we loved the church, and Billy fell in love with it. And uh, so we had been going there, and I mean, I was being convicted, so the drinking had stopped, and God was telling me, you know, you need to make this right you need to make this right. And and we talked to the preacher. It took me three times to talk to him, to tell him our our whole story, you know, and he, meaning about how you guys, meaning about how you guys got together, Uh how we got together, you know, and that it wasn't the right circumstances that we both, you know, got together and was, you know, was with other people and that, you know, here we are, we're, you know, we're living together, we're not married, you know, and that I was being convicted. I mean, I would, I would talk to God, I would turn the radio off and talk to God on the way home from work and just be like, okay, God, I know what I need to do. I know that's what you want. Every time I turned on something, you know, it was about, you know, being married in God's eyes and, and, living the right you know just that was on my heart so he was convicting you basically he was he was he i was under conviction and we got married and the pastor he was like i'll marry you anywhere i'll marry you at your house 
anywhere you want, I'll I'll be there. And I was like, well, what about the church? And he was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we can do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, you just tell me, you know, and we'll we'll get this done. And so the the minister and then the the song uh, praise and worship leader, he did our music for us, and my kids all pitched in, and my stepdaughter. And uh, they came from Dallas, you know, and and it was just beautiful. It was the fairy tale wedding that any woman would want to have. Wow! And so we, um, but we've uh, we've been together since 2014. We actually got married in 2017, but uh, I still I considered that from the day we got together, you know, but in God's eyes. 2017 um but like i said you know he just he told me when we first got together he was going to take care of me for the rest of his life and he did that even with cancer and i mean he was having trouble you know feeling like he was going to pass out and stuff and i would i would wake up and i would be like you need to lay down you know i can do this and he just wanted to make sure that I had everything I needed, you know, for my day. Wow. And, you know, that I, you know, I was there 12 hours. So if you didn't bring something, you didn't have it, you know, <laughs> you <laughs> couldn't leave. <laughs> right. You're not in your profession. You're kind of stuck, right. aren't you? Yeah. So, but he just, and I, I would come home and he would have supper ready and, if we, if he didn't, and it was my turn, we'd order a pizza. <laughs> Good gravy! I hope I hope he wrote a book or something. I'd like to. Uh, you know, I could I probably learn could. a few things from it. You know, <laughs> right? I know. Um, you know, life is life is life, and you know things get in the way. But he never ever did not get up and get me ready for work until he got so sick he couldn't. And that was very rarely. He still tried to get up and fix me breakfast. That's a man amongst and men right there as far as I'm concerned. It truly is. It truly is. And, you know, he, you know, I know people, people had said, you know, well, I don't know why that he has to do that. And, you know, even his own daughter had turned around and said, if my dad didn't want to do it, he wouldn't do it. You know, <laughs> so he didn't let nobody make him feel lesser than because he cooked or did dishes or anything like that, you know, and he was definitely, you know, a man. You and bet. He just took, I think, you know, he took his huh? job of being your husband very seriously. He did, and he was like, well, you have your job, and I have my job to take care of you. And wow. that, that's just what he did, you know, and it was hard. We had to, we were going to, he was doing cancer treatments, and everything was looking good. It was going to be a lifelong thing. Um, it was incurable, but it was treatable. So they were doing uh, immunotherapy. Um, it was all we were doing good, and then one day when we went in, his kidney levels were skyrocketed. 
So that was a trip to the hospital, and they thought they could just get them down. And, you know, in a few weeks, we could start doing treatment again. So every few weeks, it was, okay, maybe today. You know, maybe today. And then we walk in one day, and they said, um, well, we still can't do treatment because your kidney levels haven't went down enough, and I think y'all need to call hospice. Mm. And I'm writing notes down, and when she said hospice, and Billy said no, like in a very stern voice, you know, I just sank. I just was like, you know, (laughs) it was just the, the air went out of me, you know, and... Well, at that point, I guess hospice is just a, a nice way of saying we give up. Yeah, and that's what I felt like. I was like, you know, why? You know, we got time. We we can do this. We can, you know. Um, but this is amidst the whole coronavirus pandemic, right? Yeah, yep. it was. Yeah. And when we started hospice, it was it was full blown. Um, it took a little bit that day. He was hurting so bad. He was sleeping on ice packs. Um, when I get my medicine in, it comes with those ice packs mm-hmm. and the, you can reuse them, you know, so I would keep them for him. He would put them in a pillowcase and he'd put them on the bed and lay on top of them and sleep like that because he hurt so bad. Oh. And we were going to the pain clinic, but it still just wasn't, you know, just. He needed something more. So that day, we left the the cancer doctor the day we found the bad news. And uh, I took him to the pain clinic, and I told him, he's got to have something more. Um, and explained to her what was going on, and they were awesome. They got us in there right then. Um, she talked to him about hospice some more. And I tried to, too, a little bit. I didn't want to push, you know, but I knew what hospice was. I, I've, you know, I had experience with them. Um, so for him to be comfortable, you know, and we talked to him that they can do, take care of his pain so much better than what going to a doctor and having it, you know, it's just, they can do it right there. And then, too, you and I talked about this as well, Lee. I mean, if he fell down, there was no way you would have been able to take care of him or pick him up alone at home. No, no. And that's where it started happening. He started falling a lot. Um, Then, And I was worried, you know, because I'm struggling between work and taking care of my husband, you know, and it got to the point that if I went to work and there was enough people there, I was trying to take off to come home to be with him and care for him. And I told a sergeant of mine, I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know when I'm, I need to take, you know, like I took my FMLA, but I I said, I don't know when to do it. And he said, God will let you know. Hmm. You know, God will let you know when it's the right time. And I came home and the next morning I called my captain and I I told her, I said, I I need to take my FMLA. I I need to. Mm -hmm. So, and I was off. I mean, it was that weekend I was scheduled to work. Well, 
Saturday night, I'm thinking, you know, did I do the right thing? You know, I mean, he's he's getting around pretty good. Well, Sunday morning, I woke up and he fell. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, God. You know, I knew I did. I knew I did the right thing, but you're still torn. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to do. And so, and I was able, he was able to help me every time. Thank God he was able to help me, help him, you know, get up. And we finally got him up and we talked about hospice. Um, his daughter was down here. We talked, had the nurse come in. She talked to everybody, the whole family, I mean, all the kids. And uh, so then the Monday after everybody left, we signed up for hospice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it was a, you know, he kept falling and we'd have to call him. And he got upset with me because he didn't want me calling him. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have to tell him, you know, well, they're just going to come in, check you real quick. And they'll be gone. It won't, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to be hard on you, you know. <laughs> And he would tell the kids how I was getting on his nerves about <laughs> eating. <Yeah. laughs> so, he was ready for me to go back to work. He kept asking me when I was supposed to work. <laughs> I guess he thought he needed to get up and fix me breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> or get my uniform ready, you know. So um, how long was he in hospice for, Lee? We, we, it was only about three weeks okay um only let's see wait three four three or four weeks my day my days are kind (laughs) of no i can imagine yeah it was uh it was very hard it was very tiring um i don't know how nurses do it i had one patient you know (laughs) right yeah yeah right you know and I wanted, I just, you know, I, I asked Billy and before he even got, you know, we talked about it when he got diagnosed, you know, with cancer, we talked, you know, we cried, I cried on his lap, you know, and, and before he got the hospital bed and I, I cried with him and I said, how am I going to do this without you? You know, and he goes, just remember the good times. Mm-hmm. remember the good times and that's what I've leaned on you know and also you know one of my favorite verses is Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens Amen. me you know without his strength I couldn't have done this I couldn't have stand, stood by and watched him die and I feel it a privilege because some people don't get that chance some people don't get that chance to say goodbye, you know, during this whole thing, this pandemic and, you know, nobody can hardly come over or they're scared to ask, you know, to come over. And, and my, at, at, during this time, my sheriff, who I'd worked with as a deputy, and then he came to be my sheriff, to be my boss, but he was my friend. He passed away and he was going to a call and didn't, he didn't, he didn't make it to the call. Wow. And, and I watched his service, 
which was a God thing that they were able to live stream it because I couldn't be there with my coworkers. You know, we couldn't be there together. You know, I couldn't even, I couldn't even go to the funeral home to, cause I couldn't leave. You know, I couldn't leave Billy's side. It's just, you had so much going on at the same time, you know, between Billy being sick, your beloved coworker passing away, and then just Billy being in hospice, you know, and the coronavirus. Yeah. And it's like you're combating all these things at the same time and you can't get the help that you need probably because people can't come over and support you in the same way they normally would. Right. It must have been. And I, I watched the service, you know, and I was, I was the whole time I was thinking, you know, I'm watching this service knowing my husband's dying, mm-hmm. you know, and, but I mean, what, what really touched my heart though was, you know, I re, I reached, I tried to reach out, you know, to his wife and everything. And I know they were bombarded. I understand you know, and when my husband died, she reached out to me mm-hmm. and she told me, she said, you know, I know what you're going through. And I knew, you know, I knew for sure she did, you know, and that was a blessing. That just meant so much to me. And so an unexpected friendship. Yes. And we had worked together in the past. So mm-hmm. I knew, I know her, mm-hmm. you know, we worked together years ago. Mm-hmm. And so, th- th- you know, this will, when all this stuff gets over with, we definitely will get together and be able to cry and share stories. And, and that's, know. that's his ex-wife, the mother of his children, right? Um, no, this is the sheriff's, the sheriff's, sheriff's wife. wife. Oh, the sheriff's yeah, wife. The sheriff's I'm sorry. Wife. Yeah. yeah, the sheriff's wife is the one that reached out to me. And, uh, so, but throughout all this, my, the kids did come over. They were here. They helped me. Um, his, his daughter, my, I don't like to say step cause she's my daughter too, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she came down in her family and it was, it was, a, you know, it just kind of worked out cause my kids have been here every day, you know, the ones that live here. And then when they got here, my kids kind of got like a break, a little break to take take care of their family <laughs> and mm-hmm. where they stepped in and helped. And then we all came together, you know, and we were able to have, have a service and live stream it. And oh, it yeah. was, it was a beautiful service. Wow. Yeah. And so it was just, you know, it's, it's been awesome how much that even through what everybody else is going through you know with pandemic the losing jobs the not knowing if you should go to work because are am i going to get sick you know um that everybody came through and reached out and in a big way mm-hmm. so it's been it's been a little over two weeks now and how are you doing today it's been up and down. Um, it's, you know, it's been up and down. You know, I've, I just lean on God and I lean on, you know, 
my family, you know, my kids have been so strong for me. And I know that nighttime is the worst time for me. Um, you know, we were together all the time. He was disabled. So if I wasn't at work, we were together. Mm-hmm. And it might have been getting on each other's nerves, but we were together. <laughs> <laughs> but for people that were around each other that much, we we liked being around each other. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just, we just, we got along really well. And it's just not time is my lonely time, you know. Sure. And, but... It's it's been a blessing that I've been able to take some weeks off after his death mm-hmm. to try and get you know get situated, get you know things figured out because I know you know that's gonna me getting up and getting ready for work, you know that's gonna be a, a big piece of my heart missing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. He would walk me out to the car. He would start my car for me and warm it up and, <laughs> you know, wave bye to me as I drove off. Mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, Lee, I, I only to... hope that I become half the man he was. <laughs> yeah, really? I wow. mean, uh, I'm telling you. what an example to set for what a human being. I'm telling you. Right. Right. All right. And I, I have a question. Yes. All right, way back in the beginning, or not, well, towards the beginning, mm-hmm. you said that you went to college and you went for criminal law. Why criminal Cri- law? I went to criminal justice. And criminal justice, the, right. Uh huh. The reason I did that was because I was abused in my first marriage. Okay. And I wanted to get, what I wanted to do was help women that were abused. And the, as far as law enforcement and that, you have to really be in a large city to to actually do that for a job. And they just don't have it as much in the okay. smaller cities. Right. And that was my focal point, you know. And as criminal justice, if anybody would have thought, I would be the last person you would think. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was yeah. going for that. I'm just thinking a, a young woman going to college and picking criminal justice. Wow. And at one point, my my first husband, he had told me I had, we had passed somebody and uh, one of the deputies was out, to, you know, with a car. And I said, you know, I could do that. And he said, well, you can't arrest me. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> and he more or less was telling me, "No, you couldn't. You couldn't mm-hmm. do that." Yeah, and you know, and when I got into it, it just so happened because when I was when I left him, me and my kids had to go to a shelter, mm-hmm. and I met a wonderful friend. I mean, a wonderful. We we are friends today, and. I met her while I was in the shelter and she always had a smile on her face. And I was like, what is she smiling about? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was at that. I was not at that point yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm living in a shelter with three kids and my son was in diapers mm-hmm. and <laughs> learning to walk. And they had these 
cement or, you know, I don't know what they are, but steps. And I, all I could see was him, you know, busting his head open. And it was just, you know, very stressful. But we became best of friends and we actually went to school for the same thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> we, we actually went to college together and I got my associates. And, but then after I got my jailer's license, I decided to just uh, go, go ahead and work in the jail. Jailer's license. Okay. Oh. Yeah. 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 So, and, you know, and I, I would tell the girls, you know, I would, when I would be booking them in, you know, that you can change. You know, you have to, you know, because I knew because I changed. Mm hmm. You know, you can change if you set your mind to it. Wow. Probably uh, one of the very few words of encouragement that they got in the jail. Right. The Lord probably had you there. uh, Strategically. Strategically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, just a smile sometimes, you know, just just a smile, you know, can brighten somebody's day even if they don't want it. Just like Nancy would do to me, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> but I have I have some made some lifelong friends, and I'm so glad, you know. Right. Well, thank you, uh, Lee, for doing this. It's only been a little bit over two weeks since your husband passed, and you're here on the phone with God Stories Radio. Wow. Yes. Wow. But I'm so I want to be bolder, you know, with my faith. And I just, I've wanted to do this from the very first, you know, that I listened. And this was my, my bold step. <laughs> it is bold because there's so many people dealing with death right now with this virus or just yes. dealing with death on another scale, you know, even if it's not related to the virus, but they can't be with their loved ones or they're trying to find a way to just cope. And I feel like, um, your story is so encouraging. It really, really is, man. That is a light at the end of the tunnel. If I ever heard it. Yeah. To be so positive, to be so, um, trusting in God, and then to, to hear about her husband in the midst of imminent death being, the man that he was. Yeah. Wow. I mean, what's yeah. my excuse? <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, I just, uh, I'm uh-huh. taken back by that. I And that's, that's going to encourage so many people out there, Lee. I mean, this story was so timely and we just, we love you and appreciate you so much for. Well, I love you guys and I appreciate y'all. Y'all have lifted me up in so many ways. Y'all don't even understand. Well, it did. Well, it keeps you. us going. It really does. It makes it, it all does. worth it. And, w- and I just... Mikey, I've been praying for you to find a wife. That, <laughs> that I've, <laughs> I've been thinking, <laughs> though, she's going to have to be a trainer to work out five days a week. She's going to have to be a trainer. Well, so <laughs> That's part of my prayer, that she's health and fitness oriented. <laughs> so we're going to have to look in the gym. <laughs> Well, they're, yeah, they're they're kind of closed right now. So, no, well, yeah, darn. Well, maybe the home gym. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, thank you for thank you for that. 
I, I just, again, Lee, I just feel like God is going to bless you for um, trying to be a blessing to others in the midst of your pain. I think that there's a very special blessing for you in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know there is. And I'm just so grateful and so honored that you chose to share your story here at God Stories Radio. So thank you again. Yes. Well, thank you, God, for having me. Absolutely. Well, thank you. And as the word says, when you bless others, God will bless you. Amen. Amen to that. Y'all are a blessing. Thank you, Lee. Well, Lee and I have a continued friendship that will go on past this show. Um, And we just want to thank her again for sharing her testimony with everybody. And I think that about wraps it up for session 241. I bet it does. I'm just um, tickled that... uh, Huh? Fritz, she just took your line. Well, I was, uh, yeah. That's why I got this deer in the headlights look like right now. Like, what do I say? <laughs> wow. So, okay. Well, she wrapped it up for session 241. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless you out there. And uh, thanks everybody on Mixler that has put up with the internet tonight. I hope you can hear me. Uh, thank you for everything and, and for hanging out with us. It was Definitely worth it. Thank you so much. See you next week. Everybody stay safe. Yes. And Lee, stay on the line. Thanks. Thanks.